Hey there, this is Mark Scarborough, and this is the podcast Walking with Dante, a podcast that is slow walking through Dante's masterwork comedy. We have come to Purgatorio Canto 5, all the way to the fifth Canto of Purgatorio. How can it be? And as is traditional in our walk through Purgatorio, I'm going to read all of Canto 5 first before in subsequent episodes breaking it down into smaller chunks. I feel this is necessary, as I explained at the beginning of our walk through Purgatorio, so that we can kind of uh, get a sweep of it. It's not as easy as Inferno to see it without first having a notion of where to go. This is my English translation of the Medieval Florentine. This is not found on my website, Mark Scarborough. Dot com or walkingwithdante.com. Instead, I want you just to sit back and listen to this. The passages themselves will be broken out and available as pieces in subsequent episodes. So for now, let's just sit back and listen to Canto 5 of Purgatorio. I had now taken my leave from those shades and was following in the footsteps of my leader when right behind me, pointing his finger, one of them cried out, Check out how the light rays can't be seen below that guy on his left side. It's as if he were alive the way he moves about. I turned my eyes back to where that voice had originated and saw that they were staring in wonder at me, at me and at the broken light. Why is your spirit all spun up in itself, my master said. Why have you slowed your pace? Why do you make so much over the fact that they're whispering about you? Come along after me and let those people talk. Stay as steady as a tower that doesn't crumble even when the wind blows hard. See here, when any guy lets one thought spring up in himself right after another, he delays his goal because one thought can only weaken another. What else could I say? Except I'm coming. So I said it, daubed with that color that might make a guy worthy of a pardon. At the same time, some other people were transversing the slope a little ways ahead of us. They were singing the Miserere line by line. When they realized that my body didn't let the sun's rays pass through, their chant wound down to a long and rattling oh. Morphed into messengers, two of them ran over to us and demanded, make us understand your condition. And my master replied, you can turn around and go back to the ones who sent you over here, reporting that this man's body is made of true flesh. If those guys stopped because they saw his shadow, as I suspect, they've got enough of an answer. If they do him honor, it may well bring them a reward. I've never seen falling stars cut through a clear sky at night so clearly, nor even through the August haze, as those guys turned around and went back up. The moment they got back there, the whole crowd turned and ran toward us like a crazed mob. The number of people pressing us is huge, and they're here to beg a favor from you, the poet Virgil said. But just keep going and listen as you walk. O soul who goes to be at your ease with the very limbs you had at your birth, they all called out as they came up. Hold up for just a bit. Take a look to find out if you've ever seen any of us so that you can take news of him back over there. Hey, why do you keep going? Hey, 
Why don't you stop? Each one of us died violently. We were sinners up to our last hour. Then the light from heaven made us aware of our condition so that repenting and forgiving, we left our lives at peace with God, who then offers us the desire to our hearts to see him. And I, even though I stare hard at your faces, I don't recognize any of them. And if there's any way I can do you a favor, well-born spirits, tell me about it. I'll make it happen because of this peace that makes me pursue it from world to world, following in the footsteps of this guide. One of them began, each of us trusts in your good intentions without swearing any oaths, unless the sheer lack of ability hinders your will. Therefore, I who speak alone before the others beg that if you ever see again that countryside that lies between Romagna and King Charles's realm, do me the favor of asking those in Fano to pray for me if they love me well, so that I might be able to purge my heinous crimes. That's where I came from. But the deep gashes out of which I hemorrhaged to death were given to me in the homelands of the Antinori, where I believed I was the safest. The man from Este made it so. He had more anger toward me than he had a right to have. If I'd only then fled toward La Mira, when I was overtaken at Oriago, I would still be back there where people breathe on their own. Instead, I ran into the swamp where the brush and the mud so tangled me up that I fell. At that spot, I saw my veins create a lake on the ground. Then another one said, Hey, so that your desire to haul yourself up this mountain be fulfilled, help my similar desire out of well-intentioned pity. I come from Montefeltro. I'm Buonconte. Neither Giovanna nor anyone else gives a hoot about me. That's why I go among these with my forehead bent low. And I said to him, What force or chance made you go so far away from Campaldino that your grave was never discovered? Oh, he replied, at the foot of Casentino, there crosses a stream called the Archiano. It's born in the Apennines above the Hermitage. Just at the spot where its name vanishes, I arrived with my throat slashed open, fleeing on foot, but bleeding out across the plain. That's when I lost my sight and my words. I met my end with the name of Mary. When I finally fell, all that remained of me was my flesh. I'll, I'll tell the truth. You should retell it among the living. The angel of God gathered me up. Yet one from hell cried out, Hey, you from heaven, why do you rob me? You shouldn't get the eternal part of him just because one little teardrop yanks him away from me, but I'll take the remains as I see fit. You know well how damp vapors condense into water as they rise up to where the cold can grab them? Well, then, this evil one who is able to combine his evil intents with his intellect moved the mists and winds by the power that's been given them so that when the day was over, he dispersed into that valley that goes from Prato Mango up to the mountain chain of fog that made the sky so dense that the pregnant air was turned into water. The rain fell and the ditches got 
all of it that the ground couldn't absorb. They turned into rushing torrents that sluiced down into the valley with such force that nothing could hold it back. My frozen body was found right at the mouth of the rushing Archiano, which swept it along into the Arno, pulling the cross off my chest that I'd made with my arms when pain had conquered me. The river rolled me along its banks and its bottom, then covered and lost me in all its debris. A third spirit, said when the second was done, hey, when you will be finally returned to the world and rested from your long path, remember me. I am La Pia. Siena made me. Marema unmade me. As is well known to the one who was married to me after he gave me the ring with his family's stone in it. So... So many questions. Oh my gosh. So many questions. That this follows Balakwa? This follows those people taking a siesta under the boulder? This canto is an unbelievable change from the tonality of Canto 4, at least in my books. And there are several questions that I just want to pose to you right at the start before we set through it passage by passage. First of all, why is Virgil contradictory? He seems to contradict himself at the beginning. He seems to say when they first notice that the, that Dante has a body, he seems to say, hey, cut it out. Stop, stop being proud of the fact that you got a body. Just keep walking. That's to those Balakwa souls that are under the boulder. But then when the next group rushes up to them, Virgil seems to say, well, you know, just tell them why you're still in the body. And Virgil seems to take such joy in telling them that Dante is in the body. Why? Virgil doesn't like it that the other souls noticed it. But this time Virgil can tell them the truth. It's it's very strange. He seems a little contradictory at the start of this canto. And we want to talk through that. We also, of course, want to talk through the violence in this canto. It's one of the most violent cantos that we've encountered since Inferno. There's blood everywhere. Everybody seems to be bleeding out in every direction when especially we get into the stories of these souls. The other cantos before this had seemed, let's say, almost serene. Even Manfred with the little sheep-like souls in the fold had seemed almost serene. This canto does not feel serene in the least. People racing and running and mobs and bloodletting. It's its kind of wild how it exists. So we also want to talk, of course, about the three souls at the end, the three voices, the three shades at the end of this canto. I mean, we encounter them just as voices, surely in the narrative. They are more than just voices. These are stories of last-minute repentance, except that last story. I am La Pia, Siena made me, Marema unmade me. Is that a story of last-minute repentance? It doesn't feel like it. In fact, it feels as if we have this very noisy canto that decrescendos down to this one soul and female voice, La Pia. So suddenly we have a woman. She says something about the ring that she was given, and then the canto finishes. It's all very wild the way it quietens down, and we're not quite sure if she's one of the late repentants. She must be, because here she is with others who claim to have repented at the last moment, but still 
what? What's her story doing there? And finally, of course, we want to talk about how Canto 5 relates to Cantos 2 through 4 of Purgatorio. We want to see it as a big leap across Cantos 2 through 4 and including 5 because, and here's why, and this is telling you a little bit what's ahead, Cantos 6, 7, and 8 form a unit. We're about to enter a distinct unit of Cantos, so we must be coming to the conclusion of our first narrative arc and And also, we want to talk about this Canto 5 of Purgatorio in relationship to Inferno Canto 5, the Ring of the Lustful. So all of this is ahead of us as we slow walk through this Canto, and I can't wait to get to it. Thanks for being a part of this journey with me. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please rate it. Do those things that you can do to support it and help it. I really appreciate all of that. But mostly, I appreciate you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for walking with me through even the tough parts. Purgatory. Tough parts are ahead of us. But even the tough parts so far of Purgatorio. Thanks for being here and sticking it out. This is such a great thing. I cannot believe we're getting to slow walk through Purgatorio. And we're just doing it at a leisurely stroll so that we can take it all in. Mm, Just the way I want to do it. I'm Mark Scarborough. I'll see you for the start of our slow walk through Canto 5 in the next episode of Walking with Dante.